Hey there, avid listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about Which is Steeped in Gold by Chianan Smart. And I have to say I was really impressed with this novel. So thank you, publisher Harper Teen, for gifting me a cup copy of this novel to read and review. I 100% appreciate it. Um, I think what's really great with this novel is you definitely see the author's devotion and respect for her Jamaican roots come to life in this narrative. You're seeing it in the character descriptions. You're seeing it in the scene structure. You're seeing it in the world building. It bleeds into everything, including the language. And I think that that was one of the things that really made the characters come alive in this fantasy how realistic they sh they sounded, how at home they sounded. And I love that the author was able to imprint her love of her Jamaican roots into this narrative. You know, I really do think it does make the novel stand out amongst the crowds. Um, so I was really excited when I was reading it. I was really just kind of thrown as well. I was, I was, I was just like, this is good. Like, I love it, honestly. Um, I also think, you know, there's so much context as well. I love when authors use context clues, um, to translate, <laughs> um, or perfect segues for translating. I think it's really compelling because you're not pulling this reader out of the story. And I like how effortlessly and how flu and how fluid this story was as a whole. Now, as for the actual, you know, characterization, I think the characterization was key here as well. Um again, the characterization definitely stands out um it really makes for a compelling read it really is enjoyable because you're following Ira and you're following Jasmine and these are two girls who don't like each other but they are bonded together in a single quest to rid the island of Doyen Carriot, who just so happens to be um, Jasmine's mom, mom. So you're really seeing who these these girls are. Now, Ira isn't just Ira. Her name is Irea Adair. She is the Lost Empress. She knew Doyen Carriot as a child. Um, Doyen Carriot was, she lied pretty much. She entered the palace under false pretenses so that she could lead a coup to dispose of Ira's parents. Now, Ira was able to get away. Uh, she changed her name from Irea to Ira. She you know, got arrested, and pretty much her entire goal growing up has been get back here and kill the woman 
who pretty much destroyed my life. For Jasmine, she wants to, you know, get rid of her mother for kind of similar reasons, but different. She sees her mother as a monster. Her mother is not a good person. Let me just say that. And she's seeing it. She's seeing that her mother is not a good person. She's seeing that her mother needs to go. (laughs) Her mother needs to be rid of. That is what she is realizing as a character, as a, as a person. She's like, my mother is not good for this island. She's a bad person. We need to dispose of her. So she makes a pact with, with Ira, like, okay, let's team up and let's do this. And Ira's like, okay, why not? (laughs) So I like that narrative. But what I think is really interesting as well is throughout the course of the story, you're seeing both of these characters grow. They're becoming different. And that's what is well done. So for Ira, she's always been, you know, single-minded revenge, need revenge, cared about nothing else, revenge. Uh, Didn't want friends, didn't want sistren. She didn't want to be a leader. She doesn't want to be empress. She just is driven by her need of revenge. And it's not till she's here at this island, you know, conscripted as a shield, as a, as a soldier, that she realizes there are bigger things than her revenge. She has to save her order of witches. Now, there are different orders. You could think of them as tribes. I think that's the illusion that the author was trying to make. That there are different tribes and some of them get along and others don't. Uh, Doyen Carriott's tribe was not a fan of the Adair's tribe. And there are different, again, there are different tribes. So I think it's really interesting that she is becoming more aware of her tribe. That she is willing to step up to put her vengeance aside and to just start making decisions that are better for her people you know that aren't just better for her but are better for her people that is what i loved about her narrative her growth throughout the story how she's becoming a bigger and better person Now, she's always spunky and she's headstrong throughout the entire narrative. And that's also another thing I liked about her. Because you're just like, you are an arrogant girl. But you know what? I love her. I love Ira 100%. As for Jasmine, I have a love-hate relationship with her. She still goes on a very extensive journey. However, her journey is... She's basically becoming the villain. Now, it's un- it's in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, I, don't, I didn't see it either, you know. Even as you're reading the story and as you're watching her make the decisions that are leading her down a dark path, it's not until the end where she's talking and you're just like, wow, you are your mother. You've officially become your mother. Like, is there even any redemption for you anymore? <laughs> there was no redemption for your mom. So clearly there's none for you either. 
I liked that. I like how Ira's journey was to being a better person. And then Jasmine's journey, she doesn't see herself as a bad person. That's another thing. But I guess, you know, really good villains don't see themselves as the villain of the story. They see themselves as the savior. That's what makes them so compelling. You understand Jasmine as a character. You understand that she wants to do good. But the way she's doing, she, the way she gets there is what's making her the villain. She's get becoming more power hungry she's becoming i mean i can't stress this enough i mean she's just becoming her mother basically and you're seeing it you're seeing it slowly and steadily unfold and you're just like don't do this girl don't do it take a step back pull back you're you're going too far into the dark side you're watching her journey unfold. And I think that's what really makes her compelling as a, a villain for the sequel. Is she meant to be the villain for the sequel? Who knows? I think so. I'm here for it just because I loved her journey. And I think maybe there is a chance for a redemption. That Maybe there is a chance at redemption for her character. You know? She hasn't taken that final final irredeemable step yet but we never know what's going to happen in the second book and i am excited to see the second book so this was witches steeped in gold i'm gonna go ahead and give it four and a half out of five stars i thought it was a very compelling narrative i love the language i love the scene structure i love the characters I think it is a really good, excellent novel, and I'm so excited to get my hands on the sequel. Um, if my if money's not not tight, please support the author by purchasing the book from your local bookseller or online book retailer. All I ask is that you support your local bookstore in your community, or your local. Barnes Noble, your local books a million, or your online book retailer, bookshop, IndieBound, Better World Books, Book Depository, support your booksellers. All I ask is that you don't purchase the book off of Amazon. The bookstores deserve way more support than Amazon does. Uh, if money's tight, check out the book from your local library. Libraries are there for you to read. Um, they're, they're a great resource for the community. And they're there for you. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast and subscribing to it. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform. There's information in the description of this podcast. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.